Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Deeper Current Podcast. I am your host, Hannah Ruth Dyson, and once again, such a pleasure to be here with you and welcome if you are new to the podcast. I welcome you with open arms. We've already been on quite a journey and of course, I'm sending so much love if you've been a regular listener tuning in every week it's um, once again such an honor to have you here and yeah wow what a journey (laughs) how are you doing how are you feeling out there have you asked yourself that recently uh it's um interesting because i think we're all going through different things at different times and um i definitely have gone through (laughs) the 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 depths of it the the pain the sadness the anxiety all the feelings coming up to the surface from um you know and my own life hasn't really changed that much but just this like slight slowing down this quarantine energy of just coming more inwards just things coming up to the surface and um yeah it's a lot and it's a lot with the work that i do there's a not a lot of emotion that gets unearthed and continuously um, I have chosen to not turn my back against the hard things um, in this world so um, but also taking care of myself and really making sure I do so but yeah this week has been interesting on Monday I listened back to the podcast I had recorded on Friday um, and it yeah it, it came to my attention that um pointed out by my my husband who who masters and does the post-production for my podcast which i'm so grateful for every week um but he pointed out like you know you sound quite light-hearted and nearly like uh, laughter coming through your voice when you're talking about these really uh heavy things i don't know if that's right like i people understand when they're in person with you but i think on a podcast um, it's not really right and it's interesting then when I uh, tuned back in to um, what was going on with myself because it was kind of last week was such a free flow I had no idea what was coming out of my mouth and I just kind of sat down and just started speaking and it was really a lot of things that I'd been thinking about and researching and um, my work uh, with Saucy Gathering and, and then also for women who want to change the world and uh, what came through then was so much emotion I couldn't stop crying Um, I felt also the rage and really that's the truth of it on the other side of that lightness and and laughter is really pain and um, the rage that comes from that Um, you know the injustice in this world and the horrific things that have taken place and are taking place it's a lot and it's really heavy and yeah once again I've chosen to do this work I feel with my place of privilege of my um, incredible life that I've been gifted with I feel just I guess this responsibility to um, show up for like everything and really pay attention to how I show up and then you know looking out of the world and looking at how we do so you know that's a lot of the 
explorations episode by episode the inner work and then the also the outer work and, and really paying attention to how we do things it's not always so simple uh, but I, I I think it's also been a tool to in a way I guess not be too heavy for you as the listener I'm quite aware that we can feel quite burdened by a lot of intense things in our own life and also with the news and with the world um, and I had that experience when I was in the depths of it with this documentary job I had in research and I was just <laughs> needing to like transcribe um, torture trials and just like the most intense stuff and learning about um, world events and situations that like I it was like a real I guess humbling process with the idea of being um, well informed being the most important thing because I became so well informed that I didn't know what to do with that information and I felt in so much um, pain and depression and sorrow <laughs> it was like you know I nearly I got to the point when I was on the floor and I was like what's the point anymore <laughs> and from there I like radically shifted in the other way and began to well why not just like take this time to look at myself what is my insecurity what are my fears what is my pain where is it from I had this seemingly beautiful childhood but I still feel these insecurities and these anxieties and these um this heaviness so what is that and so okay that took me on the path of yoga and meditation and healing and this beautiful spiritual journey um and really led me to the work that I'm doing again and that I could come full circle and kind of marry the two um like show up for the world but in a way that I felt um I was best able to and I was able to best serve um and then also paying attention not to drown and not to become <laughs> like dysfunctional in it and uh yeah but I I wonder if that's true like I wonder if um I'd stayed strong in my voice and just um carried more with the the anger and the <laughs> rage whether it would still be okay for you as a listener I'd be interested to hear um yeah, your take on it. I feel like um, what I realized is that there was some pain or some emotion that I had not yet quite processed. That was a good release, actually, to cry. Um, and just to make sure that I'm continually doing that also um, is really important. Um, I, I think it's like whenever we see someone cry, it's like, oh, thank you, because it like reminds us that we too can do that. And it's not this thing that we need to just stop as soon as possible or hide or you know feel shame about but really important to cleanse ourselves through tears it's like such a healthy thing and a really adequate emotion that was actually the moment I knew I had to leave that documentary job because I was crying every single day and it wasn't until my manager said to me you know you really need to figure out how to stop crying like <laughs> like do you see anyone else crying here like um you need to kind of toughen up basically and it was in that moment I was like I, I had actually just been <laughs> transcribing these torture trials from women in Chile and it was like things that I didn't even know were possible or things that people did it was just like such an intense thing and it was like in that moment I was like whoa I if I ever am not crying, something is seriously wrong here. And so, yeah, in this kind of, I guess, activist space, in this place where we care, 
And we really do want to show up for the hard things. And we do need to have a way to also process and to feel our emotions and to journey with it and channel it. And I've been going a little bit, I think, with this podcast um, for the last few episodes um, from the like outer, like collective, either like the deep feminine history or um, in last week's more like sort of indigenous awareness, indigenous rights, global politics, global <laughs> economic, like the things that are happening on a sort of collective scale. Uh, and then going also in between um, alternatively to the more personal, like inner stuff. And yeah, what I can share is after that um, release and releasing that podcast episode, I suddenly had this beautiful um, sensation of um, dropping back into my heart and feeling like my heart opening like this that little bit more like you know feeling cracked open and feeling just love pouring through me and I had this immense sense of returning back to beauty this immense urge and really um a huge part of my journey was connecting to ritual and ceremony and that's why I began really a women's circle every week um, and I did that for five years uh, every single week because I wanted to be in this uh, sort of self-exploration and study like what does it mean to be in ritual and ceremony in an authentic um, integral way in a way that like I'm learning about myself and understanding what this means in like a modern context and um, also learning from one another in circle it was a really beautiful sort of journey and a part of my apprenticeship also to kind of put into action. It's a real important part of um, the apprenticeship journey that I guide as well. Like we do the internal work, but then how do we um, start sharing that on the external? And we often, um, it's a tendency, especially um, with women, to kind of hold back until we feel like we're really like, an expert and then even then we might not feel like we're truly worthy of being you know an authority on a subject or so forth um and so it's typically that you know we'll hold back there's a lot of people who hold back and of course a whole industry and personal development is formed where people also don't hold back and i think people also um don't wait to teach from an embodied space they teach from regurgitation and things that they've learned and been trained in but they don't go out and live it so yeah it's a, and that's again that's a big part of this conversation with phone want to change the world like how do we actually um live it and also seek those embodied teachers and then and then also find the courage to share when the time is right and yeah it was through this heart opened space that i was um, wanting to connect back to ceremony and ritual that I'd come a little bit away from, just this creation of beauty and uh, taking the time to clean and to organize. And also <laughs> my son was invited back to preschool, which was really beautiful. It was all of a sudden, it was like, um, yeah, he can come back tomorrow. <laughs> and it suddenly opened up this whole world of time and space again. It's like amazing when you know, my my schedule gets restricted because I'm being more of a full-time mother. Um, it's amazing what I can do in the small pockets. I'm always amazed, like, okay, I can actually still get a lot of things done. 
maybe not quite at the the pace or the um, attention that I would like. But really, when I have those small pockets, I'm really focused and I channel and I I do get a lot done. But immediately going back to preschool in the morning just for a few hours, which he was so excited by because he's been so, um, he loves people and he just loves like, you know, being outward and, and being like an extrovert. And so, yeah, he was really, you could tell, excited to get back. And um, he's been talking a lot about his friends and what he's been up to. So that has brought me, yeah, a lot of joy and also some relief just to have that little bit more space um, because he's a full-on energetic, you know, two-and-a-half-year-old. And, uh, yeah, there's time and space suddenly opened up and I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> now it feels like I, I have more space to, to invite something else in. And um, it was through the ceremony and ritual and dropping in, you know, to the magic, into the beauty um, that I was in a deep meditation and I could just feel the offering that wanted to come through me. And it's this, it's what's been um, brewing as well for the apprenticeship path. It's like, okay, this is something I really need to integrate because I want to meet the needs of, you know, who is showing up and who needs, like, what, what, do, what do people need? And it's really, I think, within my community, with, <laughs> within myself as well, um, it's been this understanding and better relationship with money. And really, because when we want to be of service to the world, we need to, uh, I speak about it a lot, give from an overflowing cup. And that can mean energetically, you know, taking enough rest so that we can feel energized to give from the overflow, but also financially so we can feel um, that we're really uh, nourished and we're looked after and then we're able to give um, from this feeling of the excess, like, oh, the overflow here, this is what I can work with to give. And this, of course, can show up in many ways. Um, and I have been in this, I, I guess, research and study of money for the last three or so years where I've made it a real focus because it was the, as you've heard me in the previous money episodes, it's been a real... Um, avoidance for me for so long and uh yeah i this offering that i that's coming through me is going to be 12 weeks or three months and the title is good money flows and i i shared this title before i began i think a little instagram series i can't remember it, it didn't carry on uh but this is now coming through now in a really a fully formed journey um which is still has enough space which is when I always know I'm on you know I'm in flow and it feels really good is um there's enough space for me to also be surprised and and to be learning so much as it comes through like I feel this is the journey I want to be on and this is the journey I want to invite you into because I know once again it's a lot of blocks around money that can prevent us from really showing up in the world from um yeah taking action and to um really be of service in the ways that we wish to um and there's so much to money so 
um, you know, ever since making it a focus, I was all the time sparking up conversations in this sort of self-exploration all the time, um, researching and then reading so many books and just like looking at what all the sort of money people out there are kind of saying. And I would find um, pretty much everyone like uh, useful information and clues and things that I could integrate and uh, definitely some things that um, some some teachings who which contradict each other and, and some people who have very different ways of approaching money um, but I, I just kept coming back to like what feels true to me what feels good to me and it's really been a lot of um, yeah a lot of personal inquiry and testing and exploration and a year and a half ago I think it's like a year and a half ago now yeah at the end of 2018 I shared a workshop called Money Matters and I already felt then like okay this is your time to start like maybe just sharing a workshop once a month or every few months on this topic because I've you know spent so much time in it now I feel like I have a lot to share and once again, uh, I created enough space for that workshop to to really channel for myself. I always know I'm best <laughs> when I kind of get myself out of the way and I just show up. And then whatever comes through me comes through me. And I was honestly amazed. I was like vibrating. <laughs> it was like so wild. And uh, I was like, what am I even saying? And as I was hearing myself, I was like, wow, this is the stuff I needed to hear and it was so beautiful. I we had such a beautiful, um, like group and and conversation and and yeah, so much beauty came through that. And I think, as I mentioned in one, um, in the previous money episodes, it was like a funny moment because, um, I nearly felt like the universe said to me, "Oh, you want to talk about money? We're gonna just show you a, a lot more." about money and I feel like pretty much the whole of 2019 was a great big humble pie it was just like whoo so many lessons I hadn't even thought of before came to the surface things that I hadn't even you know really explored um, in such an intense way up until then I mean it all began because I knew it was finally time to do something with all the research I'd gathered and find a house for it online, make the website, create the Soul Seed House, do all those things. And I knew, well, I was hoping it would take a few months. <laughs> and um, and my husband, my partner, Kelly, he was like, you, kn you should do this now. Like, just stop everything else you're doing, like, put your full attention to it like I've heard you talking about all of this stuff for years I know the work that you've done like people need to see it like this is the time and I knew he was right but I was like a part of me was like oh I <laughs> I was so feeling so good being independent and and, and earning money and um, having a kind of you know a semi-good flow um, of income and to like kind of slow that all down or just like really stop all of it just to focus on this thing I was like a little bit nervous because we were also like you know um, spending the most money we'd ever had on on a house building our house this is a big beautiful family loan that we have to pay back but it's like 
you know, all this money. And it also cost us <laughs> like everything we have, basically. Uh, because, of course, it, it was cost more than you, you think. Uh, anyway, yeah, that was <laughs> that was a crazy time that I entered into, you know, not earning. And um, I am grateful now because I'm so, yeah, so grateful that I get to... Um, yeah, bit by bit, you know, bring out more and more of the work for Salty Gathering and also has the house now, has the website and it, I, I can see all the ways it's it's mapped out where it's going. It's just uh, slowly needs more hands to take part in the building of it um, and joining its team to kind of fulfill all of the, the different visions for it and and so forth. So I'm really excited. I've been like pretty much full time applying for grants right now for Salty Gathering as a non-profit um to help us you know kind of get the team going and and kind of get back into the flow of income especially now all of our events have stopped we always were profit for purpose where any profit pretty much would and i never really um took an income from it it was like always just my heart project and i was like i i just don't even know what it is yet so i'm gonna just try and make it all work and i want all the profit any money we make basically to go into um, the research to be able to go and I mean it was my dream to also go and interview medicine women and to be in these communities and learn so much um, from these wise elders so I've definitely received in so many more ways than could be described but yeah it was this humbling process and then I like I mentioned I think in the first money episode I had first of all this really um, great sounding website developer he was highly recommended and a lot of red flags were there, but I was totally dazzled by his um, his self-proclaimed resume, which I found out later was not really his resume, like really the websites he'd worked on. Maybe he'd been part of a team, but he hadn't actually created them himself. And it was just a huge disaster. Um, what I thought was going to take three months dragged on, and, and he just it was a huge test and being basically spending more money than I had ever done before on a website and then also getting completely screwed over um, to the point where you know the deadline was coming up and I was like where's the website could you show me um, what you've done and uh, and he just kept resisting he's like no I'm doing all the back end code and just you know all this stuff now I look back I'm like it's god I can't believe I even went on with on with it for so long but it was really the moment he was like just like you asked for another payment and I was like no like you need to show me what you've done like even if it's screenshots of the code I need to see because it's been months and I haven't seen anything and actually the one um, pop-up page he did was so ugly like so against like so such a different aesthetic than my own he had like I felt like completely ignored my brief and my detailed design notes and references and and so forth but anyway um he was like just give me some money i need to buy some weed and I, that was the moment i was like what like how can you not have enough money to buy weed like what is going on and what like who says that that's not that's so far away from professional um i thought i was you know hiring this big shot website developer who'd worked on Oprah's book club website and a bunch of other big things and anyway 
And I was like, I am not giving you any more money until you show me my website. The deadline is coming up in like a few weeks. And anyway, the whole thing was so intense. And basically by the time he scrambled together a website and I could really tell energetically he was like, you know, trying to do it overnight then. Uh, what he created again was the complete opposite of what I had asked for visually, just completely ignored me. Even halfway I'd hired um, my friend as a designer to like be a better communicator with the design because I was like, maybe it's my communication issues. Um, and, and she then was like, you know, this guy, I don't know who this person is. Like, he's been talking down to me he became abusive in moments like I don't like this is a really toxic relationship and I was like whoa this is so intense and anyway the <laughs> going into the story now I'm full but the end of the story was that I I was like okay I can't I, I felt so drained at that point I had been <laughs> like in really bad you know like in our phone conversations nearly become like a counselor to him like listening to him I was just like why did I get into this mess like I was so it was so unprofessional from the start <sighs> and anyway I was like okay look I am not gonna ask for my money back I gave you a huge chunk of money and you've completely you've delivered me a mess like I've lost now this money I'm not gonna ask for it back but I'm not gonna give you anything else like let's just cut this here like let's move on i i just need to you know focus on actually getting the website that i need and want out there because i had already you know created a mini crowdfunder and people had already supported and were expecting to join the saucy house and all those things and i was just feeling this immense pressure i was like how have i now i'm not meeting the deadline anywhere close to what i had you know put out there in the world and it was just Whew, really humbling and then he turned around and tried to use so much um so much like fear like he tried to like suddenly put on all these costs like a a kill fee for ending the contract and then late night fees for all the e apparently extra work he had had to done because of the um sudden announced deadline um which of course had been a, a you know, confirmed and agreed upon at the beginning, but suddenly he acted like I had, you know, sprung it upon him. And, whew, um, just kept, like, so suddenly saying I owed him, like, <laughs> thousands more than I actually did, and just was, like, bullying. I was like, you need to pay me now rather than taking you to court or suing you. And it was one of those moments I was like, <sighs> how did I get like this? You know, and also trying to do something so beautiful <laughs> like like so beautiful and that phrase like uh, no good deed goes unpunished <laughs> kept coming to me but also just like wow I need to learn how to stand up for myself and in this moment like just say boo to the ghost it felt like the man <laughs> trying to um, bully me and intimidate me yeah it was all this intimidation and manipulation and, and all this stuff and I was just like no okay sue me I am ready to go to court and I you know actually realized I had a, a friend from university who was a lawyer in his state and I was like well I know someone who's an amazing lawyer so I'm, I'm not gonna reach out to him and pretend it's even going to happen but I I, I feel like I have that in my back pocket and I'm um, just and I did actually have a conversation with a lawyer and sent him all the 
all the um, correspondence and everything. I just I had that sort of backup, but um, I just you know decided to say no, and I didn't. The lawyer was just like, you know, like if I did get involved, this is it, and da 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 da. But he was like a really great guy because he was like, I also don't know if you do need to pay for my services. Like I think you can just. Um, stand strong and so I did and um, of course it went away um, but it was like one of those lessons I was like oh, I, I um, and I and I don't know if the, the if I had actually you know had the money or if I had like abundance of money whether I would have just paid him off just to sh like make him leave me alone um, it was a good moment to be like, no, there's moments where you need to stand up for yourself. And I think these are the ones that some of the lessons that really started to anchor me in 2019 was how can you not be taken advantage of? How can you use your voice? How can you stand up for yourself? Because, you know, there's a lot of wealthy people I know who feel very vulnerable to be taken advantage of, to being used. It's a huge wound, like really. Um, for a lot of people who have wealth um, because it's also real like people when they see you with money they really um, can just want to be around you because of that so I you know it's a real thing um, but yeah all this is to say I think 2019 was my really tough training ground and there's many more <laughs> lessons I learned um, and I, I always think it's like if you're if you're willing to be a teacher in this lifetime or you know uh, sort of guide and support others in any sort of theme or topic then be ready to learn the hard way because I think the best way I can teach is really to know things on all levels so you know I went into more debt than I'd ever been in before and I, like I hadn't really known debt before um, just like owing so many people and the bank and then yeah, just like finding, you know, slowly climbing out of that and not drowning in shame or guilt or, um, yeah, all that heaviness, but really just starting to see it as a game and wade through my emotions so that I could move intelligently and think clearly and have clear vision and clear sight and um, just keep doing my best to keep, um, you know, moving step by step towards um, paying everything back and also uh, just living in a thriving way again and I think it's really the beautiful medicine of um, hitting rock bottom and I think it's maybe what you're going through um, some of you uh, through this time because you know jobs have been taken away there's a lot more vulnerability there's a lot more fear about the future like where is this economy going and so I think this is also a perfect time to embark on a journey which is you know about money but also is not about money it's really about our true gifts it's really living fulfilled and whole and um, in pleasure and in joy and in the beauty and really being able to serve where we want to serve really show up in the world and to feel like free but also to feel really grounded in our responsibilities and the responsibilities that we choose and this has been a huge part of my journey to step into um, owning wealth and being 
a good caretaker, a good custodian of money is uh, really owning the responsibility of that space. And for me personally, responsibility has always felt like a really heavy word. I spent many years in my, especially in my 20s, like trying to shake free all the the shoulds and the expectations and the um, just like, yeah, the energy of responsibility. It was like, I just want to be carefree, free spirit, um, travel wherever I want to go and just live in that way where I would always earn, you know, just enough to do the things I'd want. And then, you know, I'd be beginning again and I'd be moving through those cycles. And I had a lot of fun. And, you know, often the best times traveling were when we would run out of money and it would be like an adventure, like, okay, how are we going to do this? And, you know, just those memories that stay with you. So there's a lot um, of beauty in that carefreeness in a way. Um, so I don't regret any part of that. And also, it's allowed me when I came onto my path, when I realized the things that I really care about, the things I really want to do here in this lifetime, my purpose, my mission, I realized like now is the time to work out and cultivate and build upon the responsibilities that are here um, to serve that and to serve myself in the most intelligent way. Like how can I uh, anchor in responsibility and to feel like it's serving me, not like some heavy expectation like not designed by me, but one that I'm just sort of fulfilling by society or familial like expectations, but no, one that I'm creating and designing myself and then anchoring into those responsibilities and it being like this new sense of freedom because it's like, wow, I have now this like strength and I have this um, thing to call my own, this thing to speak to and this way that I can thrive and I can also support others it's like such a beautiful thing to actually be um you know like not only like choosing where our money goes wisely intelligently like consciously like i put my money into this and it feels so good um but also like employing others or like collaborating with others and just letting uh you know the good things spread between us like it's such an important part of the journey is like no fun <laughs> to just like build success by yourself and um kind of leave everyone behind but it's like how can i you know really allow everything that i learn this is a huge i think part of this podcast and a part of my for women who want to change the world journey is like i just want to share the things that i'm learning that can really benefit others um there's sometimes i feel like i'm learning things the hard way and i wish for you to just to recognize at least recognize things when they show up and be like ah oh, that's what Hannah was talking about or oh, that's um, just part of this journey and I know I'm on track and it's just um, part of my you know warrior training my strength training and it's like um, I will rise up through this and not feel drowned by it or lost or stuck or heavy or um, burdened by the things that can happen as part of our journey you know it's not for the faint of heart joining the soul's path like really um going for our gifts but i feel once again it's like the only way to live fulfilled whole awake conscious beautiful lives like really um really fulfilled and so that's what this journey is all about it's like as soon as i opened up into beauty again it was like 
ah, I feel like this light expansiveness and this wanting to invite people in, wanting to serve you tea, you know, wanting to like make you a beautiful bath, wanting to like create this beautiful space um, that I have for myself, for others. It's this natural feeling of like, wow, I'm in this really beautiful place in my life. And I truly am. I am so aware and like really feeling all that gratitude and that overflow coming through me, you know, even through the the hard stuff, the heavy stuff I mentioned at the beginning, like, and I was exploring last week, like this is part of my my work, but I am here to also just be also enjoy pleasure um, and celebration. And this is such an important part also. And so, yeah, this 12-week journey is like healing, unearthing, unraveling, like really um, getting into the depths of who we are and also, um, yeah, learning to rise up, finding that courage. And I, once again, everything that I've heard so far, it's been like pieces of the puzzle, but never like the full spectrum of money and how money flows in our life and so I'm I really care about more like like the holistic picture like not only how we um earn how we save how we invest how we spend how we budget um but also how we feel how we relate to others how we give how we um like how we see money expand how we see money contract how we see um, money flowing in our lives and also really paying attention to the greater context this course is all about leading us into the future into this new paradigm which is so incredibly vital and i i think in the past i've talked about this and it maybe seemed a little bit more and even to myself like oh this you know it's kind of like a utopian um, vision or dream but now it's like <laughs> the system is coming down the financial system is like the way it's been operating has been so um you know f controlled and manipulated um it's a stack of cards it's been like so many smokes and mirrors just so much um trying to um prop it up without really you know getting in there and healing it and fixing it really from the inside out and I it was definitely the gift from studying economics at the London School of Economics it's like one of the top schools in the world and I arrived there like why why am I doing this course like why am I here this is not my soul's path but this is like an interesting place to be I just come back from six months of travels and <laughs> I was like still in that kind of hippie carefree state of mind and then people in my course were wearing suits and like their dream was to become bankers <laughs> I was like this is not my dream um but it was interesting and I was like grateful then I finally after some struggle because it's a very traditional school it's not like you can just arrive and uh, choose your major which I think is more of a U.S. kind of system you kind of need to know when you apply what you're actually studying and then you're meant to stay with it um, but I knew pretty much very quickly like it wasn't what I was meant to do and I really tried um, but I also you know I also was like could not like my soul could not sit down to really dig into statistics and I don't know all the things that I was not 
into um, just not my gifts and not my, you know, my place of my zone of genius, I guess. It was like uh, very humbling. I had been pretty good at math in school and then got to university. I was like, okay, I'm not good at math. This is so above my mind, like what I can like handle, what I even want to put my attention to. Anyway, finally I was able to open up my degree through a lot of uh, like struggle really um, to be able to study kind of whatever I wanted within the school which was cool because I studied then you know women's studies anthropology psychology sociology um, a little bit of everything I was like just so fascinated in learning um, which was, was tough in its own way but anyway that first year in economics uh, I really one was like wow there's there's so much beauty to learning this like very um interesting philosophy and and actually many philosophies within economics but uh like and so like wow a kind of intelligence that's very um interesting and i really expanded my mind in many ways learning the this this mindset and this way of working but um, I would say overall, it gave me this sense of like, this is just an experiment. Our economic system is just some person's, you know, philosophy or many people's philosophies coming together. But like, it is um, an experiment and it's not fixed. I think when we grow up, we kind of have the sense that like the economic system is just as it is. That's just the way it is. And, and we just figure our way through it. Um, but I, what I really learned through that course and that space and that study was like, it's not the way it is. It doesn't have to be this way. And in fact, like especially studying during the economic crash in 2008, I was like, this has to change. And um, understanding then the system, realizing after that crash, it didn't change at all. In fact, it got worse and worse and worse, but also projected out as better and better and better so it was like for anyone who's really paying attention the whole time it's been like this is going to collapse again and likely in a worse way I didn't you know foresee it necessarily coming with a, a virus but I've been in this sort of knowledge and awareness for quite some time so I was always been in this thought experiment of redesigning what does that look like and at the time I was always um, you know going each day past Occupy um, in London, it's the St. Paul's movement, you know, in New York, it was Occupy Wall Street. And really, like, feeling them and feeling so understanding, you know, the rage and the, you know, no more, this needs to change, but also realizing that no one really there understood it enough to, like, really think of how it could change or really understand how it should change. So I, I could see that, like, um, deficit and I think actually so much has sprung forth from that time I think a lot of people went off to like design and there's been a lot of people working in this place um, which is cool to find out but I want us to be part of this especially as women um, or female identified it's like we need to be part of the designing process we need to feel empowered enough to know that we can be part of the designing process and to me, the design has to function in a way, and I think it actually already does, um, like energetically, I think at its truth, it only does function in the way that it serves all. Like, so 
you know, investing into this will actually serve the good of all. And if we had, um, we don't know because we never have had free markets, but if we had, potentially things would, you know, have collapsed and crumbled like way sooner. Like, um, I think the meat industry is one example and um, there are many others where there have been so many subsidies for so long, it's been kind of propped up, even though it's not been self-sustaining. Um, and yeah, in that way, it should have been allowed to, you know, uh, many industries should have been allowed to collapse much sooner that also have not been benefiting the earth or benefiting just, uh, I think, our values when we look at um, the you know, rate of deforestations, for example, for cattle and then for um, like the insane like abuses and, and things that go on with factory farms, just like insanity, what we've allowed to go on, like kind of out of sight, out of mind. But um, it's this these kind of things that are just not sustainable. And then, I mean, this it's it kind of extrapolates out. It gets so complex because you can kind of kind of understand an economic system within one country, but once you start to open up trade um, to across the world, and you you know allow for all these um, cheaper labor to to sort of feed these bigger industries. Um, you also lose a sense of real, um, and this has been done really to keep promoting profit and keep pro promoting growth, which is the most important thing for shareholders and for the, you know, for the whole stock market, the economic system, uh, which of course <laughs> keeps pushing more and more dysfunction and abuse and uh, insanity really to the, to the edges. And um, taking jobs away from people in their own country and then pushing it to places where they can take advantage and really keep people in this uh, really negative cycle of production and um, bad living conditions and so forth. We know what goes on in the fashion industry and many of these um, industries have gone out to these um, poorer countries where you can access cheaper labor um, so it's <laughs> part of looking at that. We're not going to go too deep into, you know, the cobwebs of all of it, but I do want us to, um, be part of visioning the, the economy that we're stepping into and that we're taking part in. And I think to me, it's like every decision is for the good of all. And that just becomes a natural way of knowing we are self-sustaining and that we are doing good and that we're also just, um, yeah, like flourishing, like it feels good to do business. And I think the old paradigm has been power over, like let's amass wealth. This is why so many of us feel uncomfortable about wealth um, because it's been historically in modern history uh, upon slaves, upon, uh, again, cheap labor right now across the world and, and slavery that's still, go <laughs> still going on, which is insane. They say there's more slavery today than... There was in, you know, colonial times. So that's crazy. And it's a lot of things that we don't see, again, outside of mind and stuff that once again, once I was in that sort of research documentary world, I was like, whoa, what do we do about this? Like, what is going on? Like, how, how do we not even hear about this in the news? Like, there's so much. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, I think it's important to recognize that and recognize that we get to be part of shifting this and it doesn't mean self-denial 
Um, no one, it's like typically I think we see ourselves as good people by being virtuous and, and giving all of our money away and not, um, you know, this has been part of, the, I guess, the Protestant mindset or the, um, the, I guess, the sense of like if you look through film and TV, it's always the same kind of stories where <laughs> the wealthy people seem unhappy or that the bad people um, in multiple ways and then the good people are usually, you know, the people who, you know, haven't had much but, uh, you know, find their way. Um, and it's not the full story. I think it also keeps us in these cycles of lack and dysfunction. And what I'm seeing what again and again with clients is this, um, yeah, these blocks around doing the things that we're here to do because of money and feeling lack and feeling you know, shame and guilt around money and then not being able to thrive. And we're here to thrive. If we're working within the system of money, we're allowed to thrive. And once again, we can be part of shaping this better um, system in the future, which is of benefit of all. And I love the example of um, regenerative farming because places where, you know, they've been so... Um, for so many years used to doing monocrops and using um, pesticides and GMOs and like, um, you know, alongside Monsanto and all, and all those like um, practices. And it's actually when, like I heard this from Zach Bush, I'll link that interview below, um, amazing conversation with the podcast um, host, Rich Roll. And it's so eye-opening. You're like, wow, like... Um, when he's actually gone to speak to these farmers, he realizes they actually have been <clears throat> earning less and less money every year and they're struggling so much. Um, but there's this huge pride and this huge, um, you know, attachment to this way now. And it's like an identity and it's um, like this fear of doing anything differently because you'll be ostracized by your community. And, and he's he started to notice all these things. But the farmers he's been able to help shift um, through his organization to regenerative farming, you know, which is from as far as I know, you know, not just monocrops, but different crops that can support one another and not tilling the soil, not using pesticides, but really using these regenerative farming practices. And the um, results have been so incredible because like even after a year, farmers are like returning back to these methods farmers are actually earning more money producing better crops better harvests and like feeling better about themselves just everything <laughs> being a win-win-win-win uh, and of course creating then better healthier food for us the consumers because um you know when this driving down on on prices and using more and more pesticides we're just really killing <laughs> all the nutrients um, which of course I, i'm sure you know um of the food so yeah i love that example because it's just i think the example of the future where it is a win for all and that you know is abundance that is the wealth that you receive also um you receive more money in that way and i think it's like unless uh, and many you know people of color and indigenous and you know many people have been speaking in this way for a long time like if um you're like as a society we are as good as our uh, poorest person so if you are not caring about black rights or indigenous rights or refugee rights or just like you know 
you can extrapolate it out to all rights like if you don't care about these things then like you are not part of a healthy system and it's not benefiting like all like once you um you know focus on these rights for people that is um justice and there is just like uh this i guess a sense of equality and and just people having access to um you know resources and opportunities and we are um, and the system not being pitted actually against them like designed against them then uh we actually can all thrive and it's like again this abundance mindset it's not just this um idealistic thing it's really <laughs> the truth of nature our nature like we don't need to feel fear and restriction and hoarding and this energy you know we've seen through this pandemic like people hoarding toilet paper and it's like come on <laughs> that's not the thing to hoard if there's a real you know if this is going to go on and on and this energy also is just like mine 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 of course we need to again look after ourselves we should be well fed we should be taken care of but are we you know paying attention to the community are we aware of what's going on and um are we thinking of the ways that we are um part of an ecosystem and that we all need to be fed we all need to be looked after and i'm so beautiful to also see you know a lot of that response people creating amazing initiatives and food banks and and so forth just doing a lot of really cool things um because we are cooperative like species we are community based like we are here i think to um support one another and i think this slowing down this quarantine has helped kind of take away a lot of the noise and the busyness that keeps us distracted from actually doing those good things and actually giving us space and time you know potentially to to show up and i think we all show up in different ways it doesn't have to look like one thing you know i think finding a way that feels very natural to us and good to us it doesn't even have to be you know necessarily broadcast or um talked about but just ways that feels really good right and so i think the the title of this journey good money flows is like a play on words because it's like um I'm not necessarily so like binary with good or bad like good versus evil which has been the kind of the storytelling of a lot of uh film and and media um but I <laughs> have for a long time felt like I I myself was a good person like I think we all do to some certain extent um and so it's important to like nearly talk about good <laughs> ourselves is good and good money like and it for it to flow for us to feel so it doesn't mean not having a reserve or having savings um or you know having a little nest egg but it's like also allowing things to flow because you could be good at you know earning and amassing a lot of wealth but if you are like stockpiling it on <laughs> tax havens and like you know buying all this up but putting it into basements because it's like an investment piece and it's like ah uh, then that art can't even be enjoyed or seen um which you know happens so is taking place with a lot of the the super wealthy but um so it's not hoarding that energy is not doesn't make us feel good and that's um the difference i think like i spent um in my life's journey i've just met you know a lot of wealthy people and uh i mean not a lot but like 
enough to see to learn a lot um, and be in their world a little bit. And um, I'd say a lot, a lot of people, um, you know, are not living well. They're not letting money flow. They're not feeling good within themselves. They're not feeling fulfilled. <laughs> They're just just not feeling good and then it's like really what is the point it's like really depressing to think about having a lot of wealth and not um feeling good um but i have met people on this path who were wealthy maybe not like crazy wealthy but we're in this different part of the game and what was really interesting about meeting some of these people is that well i immediately noticed they had a lightness. Um, there's two people I'm thinking of in particular, and they had like this lightness, this like joy, this like nearly like playfulness. And what I realized with talking with them is that they didn't feel, you know, what most of us have felt is like this emotion around money and this sense of survival around money, it being so symbolic of, can I feed myself this month or can I <laughs> house myself? Can I pay rent? Um, or like, oh, I'm getting a bill, like, oh, like feeling so heavy around it. And for them, I could just tell it was like a completely different game. There was not that emotion. Okay, you might make a mistake, but it's like, oh, I've made a mistake. I'm not going to do that again. Let me fix that and move on. And they're just, you can play the game in a much more clear-headed space once you <laughs> move through that emotion and don't let it have a control over you um so it's good like i said i'm grateful for my 2019 year which is still fresh on my mind of all these really intense lessons because i'm like i got to meet them and expand out of them and realize oh that that fear doesn't have a hold over me like oh um you know I don't feel this like heaviness and so and the beautiful thing is with these two people that I'm thinking of they also were kind of like these quiet Samaritans like they did this beautiful non-profit work and it felt actually really grounded and and beautiful and like wise and intelligent and ah, just meeting them was a gift because I was like okay not all <laughs> wealthy people and you know and I could tell they had a lot of money they didn't they felt free to make the choices they wanted to make and buy nice things if they wanted to but they didn't feel burdened by it they didn't feel an ego around it it wasn't their identity it just wasn't like that um and i was like okay that is i think the place um because how cool to be in that space where you can think clearly and take beautiful action and show up for the things where you care about and a huge phrase that came up to me kept coming to me a few years back that kind of led me on this money journey was like okay put your money where your mouth is it's like so good it's so easy to have these high ideals um, and judgments of how other people are doing things in the world but like what if you what if we suddenly had you know a lot of money um what like decisions would we make and realizing it's not as simple as we as always like we'd like to think maybe with giving we can create so much dysfunction i've spoken about this in the past uh, there's so many issues with the nonprofit sector, with aid, with uh, with all that. Um, and money does distort things at times. You know, money can make people weird. Um, money isn't always the solution, right? It's like, ah, uh, there's so much going on. So I'm so excited to explore all of this, to dance with all of this. 
Um, and yeah, be in this just beautiful space for 12 weeks and really like decide like now is the time. <laughs> now is the time. I'm not going to mess around anymore. I'm here to do the work that I'm here to do. And I don't want to be in this, you know, dance anymore. I don't want to be in this boom or bust. I don't want to be in this idea of just enough, but then actually not having just like enough and and um, moving out of debt and just being in this beautiful, playful, uh, joyful place where we can also um, take wise, intelligent action, really honor the responsibilities in our life and um, do really amazing things to thrive, to also enjoy pleasure and to enjoy, you know, purchases. For me, it's really all about craftsmanship like can i honor the craft person who um you know when you witness like i had this experience when the uh, first research trip to guatemala you know you invest uh, you know a, a little bit of money into a, like a beautiful um piece of weaving it's like you know it's not like just <laughs> you go to the high street or into fast fashion it's just like no it's you're spending a bit more um especially if you're actually going to the weaver themselves um, but when you witness the work that goes into it, the process and that incredible level of skill and craft, it's like, wow, this is worth every penny. And this is like so, um, wow, fulfilling to put my money here to support this maker. And I just started to feel like that with everything in my life. Things typically cost more when they're from independent businesses, craftspeople. Um, but they also last longer, they're of better quality, they're better for the earth. Again, it's that win, 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 win. Um, and I want, you know, always enough money in my life where I can invest in those kind of pieces. I can also, um, you know, give and support and uh, put money where I feel it, we can flow really well. Um, and that's just the conversation I want to be part of. That's where I want to support and share with you everything I've learned, everything that I've healed. I feel like once again in such a blessed space. Um, and I, I know now I can give from the overflowing cup, right? It's like, wow, just so much beauty and it's here to be shared. Um, and so being on this journey together, I think it's going to be really nourishing, um, and expansive and yeah, that workshop I shared a year and a half ago, its name was Many Matters, I mentioned that. Um, but the that's also a play on words, because I was like, <laughs> for so long I'd always believed money didn't matter. I didn't like see people like as really happy with money, so I just didn't think it was like important. I wanted to care more about, you know, living and exploring and being out in the world and so it was a huge thing for me energetically to say money matters, but it's also a play on word because material like matter, uh, money is like a manifestation of, of really an energetic exchange. It's like there in material form. And it's like a really interesting thing to understand exchange. If we took money out of the equation, this is really about um, a journey about coming into right exchange, reciprocity, being in balance. This is something indigenous people talk about you know pretty much throughout um indigenous cultures there's a, a huge focus on the balance between feminine and masculine but also just all things and this understanding is how you 
are healthy in your ecosystem, in your body, in your spirit, in your emotions, um, and how vital that is um, for all things. And where, you know, in those tribes where there are no, where there's no money, it's such an important thing still, exchange, and being in this right relationship. So um, money is that material symbol, and it can really just be the petri dish of what's going on in our lives. Like how, you know, it's not really ever money that is dysfunctional or dirty or all those things. It's really our energies unchecked behind it, what we are part of. So how can we clean the money through us? How can we make wise decisions? You know, I've heard some people talking about like smart investments and so on. And then I look, what is that bank or what is that company part of? And it's like, I can't, you know, maybe I would make good money, like make money back from that. But I can't support like a Chase Bank, which I know is funding one of the main funding um, bodies of the some of the oil pipelines that are going into, you know, illegally going into indigenous territories and destroying their sacred lands and polluting the water, you know, all these things. Like, that's not how I want to make my money. So I, it's part of those decisions as well. That's why, you know, good money flows. I think it's important to have our values in place. Uh, and it could be very different for each of us. I'm not saying you have to adopt mine, but um, feeling good about it, I think, is the karmic response it's like immediate like we feel it in our body did i feel good in that exchange did i feel good in that investment and did i feel good in that return did i feel good in my offering that i put out into the world and what i charge like it has to feel good and we we only know that within ourselves so it's a huge process of self-exploration and then also looking out in the world paying attention um but yeah that money matters it's also like you know matters of the word matters of state is like matters of like affairs and money i think again it's like uh, <laughs> the way it shows up in all these different ways it's like something to call to attention something to call us into council and and to have a conversation around this is a council we are joining on this journey you are a part of it you know by joining you're part of this conversation this learning we learn from one another this has always been my process with ever since beginning circles i realized this is the way of the future this is the way of the past the deep past and it's the way of the future because we need to step out of the hierarchies and the understanding of like you know someone is above or so below and like i said the old paradigm was power over i really believe the new paradigm is power with or not at all that's it and as soon as we start living that way um, more and more of us um, start you know that ripples out it shifts the power dynamics and we just, I mean, we don't see the people who, you know, are so-called in power as powerful because I don't believe they are. In fact, they seem incredibly fragile and, uh, you know, not wise. I think this is all about becoming wise, embodied custodians, caretakers, conduits of money to feel that we can thrive, we can own, we can be the queen of our own life, the lead character, make decisions and feel good about them, learn our lessons and keep getting up again and just allowing this free flow and just to feel so nourished and feel so good, this overflowing cup. It's like 
the biggest dream, the biggest wish um, for us all. And I want to share it um, together with you. So I invite you onto this journey. Um, like I said, it will be three months, so 12 weeks. We'll be starting May 22nd. That's the new moon in May. And I decided to do a little experiment with, <laughs> with this course. I've, <laughs> I've known for some time the deeper I've studied money that I knew I wanted to share it in some kind of offering and for a long time I was like I just want to do it for free like it feels weird to make money from talking about money and in fact I've had a lot of clients actually come to me and say like were totally disheartened and disillusioned because they paid a lot of money for a course um, and it's actually a tactic within a lot of marketing <laughs> schemes like things like if you charge high, it gives you, like, people think you're an expert and you're legitimate. Um, so even if you're not at all, uh, you, <laughs> you and you're just regurgitating and you're just, you know, like, I think you do one of these courses, basically, and you spend a lot of money. And then really the only way you're taught how to make money is by using the same tactics that they have. And a lot of it in marketing is like, you know, this, um, there'll be always this pressure on time, like buy now before it's too late. Or, this is the best deal you'll get. And there's, uh, or there's only two places remaining. <laughs> and it's funny because when you realize that and you're like, whoa, like what is all this manipulation? Like what is this all this coercion, this energy in self, in personal development, sometimes in spiritual conscious sort of so-called offerings? It's like weird. Like if we're not paying, like... Um, and it's all this, yeah, programming and, and I don't know, this is weird stuff in this space. And I, I can't pretend to know it all. Um, but when I have gone close, I'm like, just the energy behind certain things, I'm like, doesn't feel good. And I understand, um, really, I think it comes from desperation of wanting to feed ourselves, wanting to earn money, wanting to become successful. We end up doing anything, um, cause we're sold this dream and this vision and this life and we're like how um how do i do that and we're sold this you know if you just do this course you can figure it out and then you realize oh this is what it is like and so then you have a choice like okay do i enter into that um this tactics and these dynamics and this this manipulation game or do i just like forgive that experience and let go of that money and just move on and come back into a grounded space and for me it's been like I haven't figured it all out for sure <laughs> like like I said excited to go on this journey because I want to be in this this place I feel already the beauty coming through it and and also allowing myself to thrive again in a better way um by being part of this journey with you and uh and yeah, like not feeling in lack either or playing small, you know. I realized with the um, the o the opposite of like putting things out for free or putting things at, at a low value, uh, I played around a lot with money just to feel like, okay, what does it, what does the amount feel right for this journey? Um, I want it to be accessible. I want you, wherever you are in the world, I want you to feel like you can join. I really want that. Um, but yeah, realizing also um, what amount feels like a disservice to my energy and my work and me showing up and is not actually right because 
if you are what I've learned energetically along the journey is like when I've given things away for free or exchange but it hasn't felt like a, a, a true exchange or said yes to a discount and <clears throat> again it felt like not not right I mean maybe that person could have spent the money but they just were trying to get a discount anyway that energy I realized time and time again it was a disservice actually to them because I could just tell it was always like so wild and I did this with so many courses I've done so many online courses at this point and in-person courses um, and journeys and immersions and workshops and so on so I got to experiment a lot with money and, and pricing and so on what I realized was yeah it was a disservice and those were always the people who received less who didn't really seem to show up who didn't really seem to um get involved or like yeah receive from it so it's been this really interesting thing it's like wow it's also not it's also my responsibility to not charge too low but what i came to as a as an experiment but also i just felt like this felt right for this like especially talking about money you know sometimes the people who need the most help of course people without any money so it's a really weird um dichotomy but uh and i, I know at this time as well where it can make me feel more vulnerable <sighs> anyway it felt right to offer this at a sliding scale and i played again around a lot with the with the numbers i knew kind of what the upper limit was actually no i played around with that as well just to really feel into it and and do I feel worthy of that also like am I here to show up fully for that amount and I landed on the amount that really felt like a yes like this is what I want to fully show up with energetically um, and the lowest amount so the the entry point um, if this is what you can afford and you you know you feel like this is the journey you want to be on um, and really you know if uh, to me it's like if if what is the time if not now like let's just sh show up and figure out this thing together and like this beyond this journey i've already mapped out the 12 weeks it's going to be a beautiful journey and yeah so the entry point is 333 dollars for three months that's 12 weeks that's includes one-to-one -one, that includes circle it includes you know dedicated work each week and just a lot of beautiful content just um you get a lot um and i came to, i landed to that amount because in my journey when i moved um from london to vancouver and i i just got the most simple job that i could and i thought i would still you know kind of get back into film or whatever but i ended up just staying as a sort of receptionist at this yoga studio um, pretty much for the year even though I ended up doing um, becoming a lot more creative and doing other offerings along the way that was really when I got to experiment and learn and um, embark on this journey but I was in this obviously the space of earning minimum wage and just about covering my living expenses I uh, was had no savings at that point I had spent everything um everything into um yeah all the things i'd done and so i was really in a base level and then i met my my teacher and mentor tina james and i remember uh just the first class i went to just being so blown away and then i i came and i found out about her she was doing like a 10-day training immersion 
And I remember exactly it was $300. (laughs) And at the time, like that was just so not possible. You know, I was like paycheck to paycheck, barely making rent and covering food and all those things. So I came to her and I was like, is there any way I could do an exchange? Could I like support you? Um, Is there anything I could do to still be part of this? I don't know how I can afford it at this time, but I feel in my soul (laughs) meant to to be part of it. And I'll still remember she like looked me in the eyes and she was like, the price is $300. I will allow for you to do a payment plan. Like you can do three installments, um, $100 each. And you can come and support me and help out. And it was like such a beautiful moment. I remember being like, whoa, like, and up until that point, I had become really good at getting things, um, you know, at exchange or for free or like just living in that way. Like I had like developed a fine art of doing that. And it was um, a moment where I was suddenly like presented with this thing where I was like, I know I have to do it. Like I have to be part of this course. I still don't know how I can afford that money. I'm not making any extra money. Like, this is the reality. But you know what? In that moment, I was like, I've got to figure it out. And of course I did. And it was that moment that was an initiation into money. Because, of course, if I want to receive then later from offering workshops or trainings or emissions, like, I need to also be able to spend it. And that investment, you know, it meant so much to me. Like, it's funny, like $300 is like, it was at the time, like, wow, like this is from where I was. I was like, this is a big thing. And so I showed up so fully. I was like, so there for that journey. And so, yeah, that is the entry point to join 333 for this 12-week journey I mean that was like just a 10-day immersion with my teacher Tina but like this is a 12-week journey um so if that like and and the upper limit then so the full amount if you can uh you know afford it is 3,333 so we have that whole um spectrum so you can actually um choose amount anywhere in between and I think this is a beautiful challenge and a beautiful first step of this journey to take some time to sit and meditate and tune into your heart like your intuition like what feels like the amount you feel good giving to this investing in yourself investing into this journey i truly believe whatever we put in we will get like you know tenfold so um feeling really good about whatever amount you invest into this journey and yourself um, and of course to me um, for this work uh, and and just and the second step is like clearing any shame or um, yeah well so, so, sorry step two is then trusting your intuition and decision step three is then removing all the shame fear and judgment from the decision um, and so like really sitting with yourself and it can maybe feel like a um like it did for me you know with um tina it was like i didn't think i could afford it but i knew this is what i wanted to well it was what i had to give so that step it up but if you feel like oh this is what i want to this what is what feels right in my heart this is the amount that's coming to me 
that I, you know, it's making me step up or making me feel uncomfortable. Not putting you into debt or putting you into, you know, I don't want you to be in a vulnerable space. You have to be self-respecting and honoring where you're at. Um, and then step four is like giving from the heart and feeling so good about whatever amount you give to this journey. So any amount from 333 all the way up to um, 3,333. And I know, you know once again, I, I could have gone lower but I realized, like, if I in that moment, you know, I had no idea how I could afford, could figure it out, then that's a good entry point for this journey. I think when we're working with money, it's an important step. So if that feels like that for you, um, I honor you. And I, I just believe you're going to get so much from this course. And um, I will say, if you're not able to meet 3,333 for those three months, deep dive, study, um, exploration self-work um training you know all the things involved then um feel into how you can <laughs> make up for any of the deficit any of the amount in between um with like your participation with your joy with your love with your um contribution to this journey like how can you energetically fill up that space to still receive, you know, that full amount tenfold in return? Like, and I really, really believe it once again, my heart and hearts. Like, and I've seen it also with people I've employed and people I've met and witnessed along the way, also mentored. It's like the people who show up to things with their full heart, their full energy and their full attention, they will always receive in return. They always, um, they always, you know, it's the thing that people, energy people want to be around is the thing that I think creates abundance in your own life and then um, allows it to travel through through you and back to you in all forms. So, yes, I, <laughs> I think that was maybe <clears throat> a bit of a longer episode along. Um, even if you don't choose to join this journey, I hope you were able to get things from it. And um, I'm just super excited because I feel like these are some of the biggest um, needs of people in this community and, you know, <laughs> of us all to kind of get right with. And so um, I'm really excited to offer and I will have the, you know, the sales pages up soon that you can join. Um, information will be up on the site soon. If you're interested in joining right away, please let me know um, and we can sign you up and I will love it. And I also just want to say I will lovingly accept and trust whatever amount you give to this journey. Believe me, like it's important to not feel any resentment or anything coming in return or this is what it really should have cost. Like, no. I trust your decision as part of this journey and please um, don't feel shame or guilt or judgment, like anything around it. Just really um, do that practice of sitting with yourself and asking like, does this feel right? And from my heart and from my intuition, like, and then taking that leap, trusting that decision um, and then giving with your full heart and love. And this is part of the journey it's a huge part like if we can start feeling good about every payment we make every bill we pay everything 
we put our money to feeling really good like ah oh, i just paid that electricity bill it feels so good and you know really um feeling that then we start to swim in a different consciousness and money does start to flow and it feels really beautiful to be around <laughs> um and once again we can be of service and show up in the world and sending so much love to wherever you are in the world i would love to hear from you i would once again so grateful for you being here and being part of this journey and uh until next week